Welcome to The Hive from Tejitosa Sustainable Travel, a podcast for meaningful travel stories. We invite guests who have traveled abroad for more than just leisure travel, be it internships, volunteering, or study abroad, either as solo travelers or as part of a group. We also talk to local communities who receive and host these travelers and measure their impact. This is a podcast chronicling sustainable travel. My name is Wesley Maraire, Business Development Executive at Territorial Sustainable Travel and your host of The Hive. While we have a huge debate on the meaning of sustainable travel, one area that we can generally agree on is that as travelers, we ought to provide tangible social and economic benefits for the local communities, particularly in areas where we are traveling. This could be in the form of upholding human rights, uh, supporting fair wages for employees like tour guides, tipping them well when they provide you with good service, purchasing locally made crafts, eating at local restaurants that source food locally, and many other things. I'm sure you catch the drift. Often we search for sustainable ways to travel and we just can't find any that suit our travel wanderlust. And that was the same reason that Christina ended up founding her own enterprise called The Local Way, a platform that allows you to travel like a local and it enhances the travel experience. Christina, I'm very humbled that you agreed to come on as a guest. Thank you very much for joining me uh, to discuss this very interesting project and topic. Thank you so much for having me, Wesley. It's an honor to be here. Before we dive in, let's start by discussing what shouldn't be controversial, but tends to be controversial. And, and that's the word sustainability, particularly in, in the travel industry. Let's unpack it by first getting your contribution towards this debate. And then, you know, we can go even deeper into uh, the rest of what we need to talk about today. Yes, that's obviously, well, it is a tough one to start with because sustainability in travel, there is a kind of conflict even in that term, right? Because can travel really be sustainable? And I don't know if it ever can 100% be sustainable, but I think it is still so important for people to you know get to the world to understand the world so i think definitely the benefits are worth looking at ways how we can travel you know more sustainable while travel itself might never be 100 sustainable because you know as soon as you go into an airplane <laughs> that's hard to justify from like a carbon perspective but for me sustainable travel is really trying to travel in a way that you respect the environment you're in, you know, and that also includes any cultures and, you know, the, the nature you all go and visit, um, really minimize the negative impact. So when you travel um, and, you know, enjoy a different culture, enjoy a different country, really make sure you're, you do it as, you know, as possible, as sustainable as possible. So that could be, you know, obviously from taking your water bottle with you and refilling it rather than buying plastic bottles everywhere to, you know, the hotels you're in, you know, do you really need fresh towels every day or can you use them two, three days so there's not that much energy used in looking, you know, looking after you. So really trying to minimize that impact on the friends you have and really leave as little trace as possible. So, you know, kind of live in a way, fit in an environment where it is, 
and you know instead keep the memories of your travel rather than leaving a footprint of where you go so that's for me is i think sustainable travel and what we're trying to achieve as well awesome and i like concrete examples and things like take a water bottle are actionable sort of responsible acts that if a traveler listens to this they will know for for the next time that they are traveling whether it's domestically or internationally that you know a simple act like taking your water bottle with you when you travel of course you have to consider areas where you're not able to drink tap water but i think that's that's besides the point that we're trying to make in terms of how to think about um, travel and then what makes it sustainable. And I do find it interesting that you say, you know, there's a huge oxymoron there with sustainable travel because the most sustainable way to travel is, is not to travel at all, I think we would say. <laughs> but again, we know we do have to travel for many reasons. And while we do, we promote to travel in a responsible manner. There are two things that prior to meeting you, I had conflated. That is, does one travel like a local or does one travel with locals? And I am going to put it to you to, to explain to everyone, you know, what these two things mean and whether they're different or not. So I would think you obviously can do both. And I do enjoy both because, you know, traveling with local has obviously advantages that you're, you know, with an expert that knows the language, knows the culture, knows its way around. So that's certainly an advantage. Um, but also it's not for everyone, right? Not everyone wants to travel with someone else. And also you have different reasons for travel. Um, you might want to travel, you know, with your partner, with your family, with friends and not be with someone external because you want to enjoy the time as well. Because quite often, you know, traveling is a chance for us to get out and not just enjoy something new in a new country, but also, um, you know, being with someone we actually want to spend more time with and quality time with as well. So that's why for me, the, why, the reason that I built the local way is to enable people that don't necessarily want to, you know, travel with a tour guide or travel with locals but kind of travel in their own little bubble, as you say, <laughs> if you want to say that, um, that they still have access to being able to explore a destination like a local. So that's for me, is, is the difference. There are obviously services out there which offer you, for example, you can have a local as a tour guide and obviously you can, with services like Couchsurfing, you can stay with locals as well. Um, this is all possible and the sort of things I've done as well and really enjoy doing, but it's I just aware it's not everyone's cup of tea so the local way really came from the idea because because i'm i'm the kind of person who happily reaches out to people who connects with new people right if i go to a new place i always try to find out where the locals go i might ask you know the staff at the hotel or the yeah you know the owner where i'm staying with the accommodation be like where is it that you go and first they probably wouldn't recommend everything that they recommend all the other guests i was like no 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 i don't want to go where all the tourists go i want to go where you go i want to know your favorite restaurant i want to you know your favorite things to do so i'm the person who kind of actively seeks out that but i know not everyone is that why not everyone feels comfortable not everyone knows how to kind of access that information so the idea of the local way came but like actually wouldn't it be nice if everyone has access to that? So I spent a weekend in Porto in Portugal 
and a friend of mine uh, grew up there. So he just basically sent me this list of things, you know, go to this restaurant because I know the owner, you know, and if you actually, there's this, this famous bridge, but if you go around that, you can sit on a hill and watch all the tourists on a bridge. And you know, all these amazing little things that you wouldn't know. And even if you troll for hours and hours through like travel blogs and, you know, travel guides, you wouldn't necessarily find. So this one for me, like, this is so easy. It saved me so much time. We didn't do any research. The only thing we kind of did was like, checking that the restaurant's open, you know, what the opening times is, if we would need a reservation or not. But it, and we had the best experience with it. So that's that little list is kind of, I want to enable other people to have as well. So even if they don't know anyone in the destination they go to, it's like finding a friend for you that has similar interests, that kind of has similar likes, a similar profile, that can tell you how to best explore and enjoy the city. Because that's, you know, the, I think that's the best way to travel, kind of knowing where locals go, see it from a local perspective. So that's where the local way comes in and really trying to give you that experience that local have. And, you know, you don't, you know, I live in London. And if you think of London, you probably think London High, London Tower, Piccadilly Circus, but that's not London fast and people that live there, right? We have all the little boroughs, you know, I, I'm in a borough called Dalston and we have amazing parks and local markets and there's all these things going on that you wouldn't know if you just come to London and look at your travel guide. And that's really what I wanted people to see because, you know, I'm living in London, I'm proud to live in London, it's a fantastic city, but if people just go to the Tower of London, I mean, there's still crazy, there's still amazing sites, don't get me wrong, right? I think you should go to Tower of London, you should have a look at Tower Bridge, but that's not what really makes London special. So why I'm live, like been living there for 10 years. And I really want to see that side of London too, to, you know, for my friends or for people that come to London to understand why London is so amazing that it keeps me there for 10 years, for example. So that's kind of really that passion about your own city is what we want to enable locals to share and then also travelers to experience. That's really awesome. That's really awesome. And while, you know, I, I'm, I'm a traveler myself, uh, in addition to all of this. And so some of the best friends I've made have been through traveling. And I tend to use uh, a local guide primarily because of the language issues. So if, when you spoke of Porto, you know, two years ago, I was in Lisbon and bumped into Eduardo, who you know, happens to, to, be, to be a tour guide, but was also doing a PhD at the time and a local, so the restaurants that he also took, took me to were exquisite and also stuff that you, I couldn't have Googled and found. Also, another language is an, is an issue, right? So if I Google it in English, it might not show up, but if you Google it in Portuguese, maybe it might show up, but, but who knows? I, I wouldn't be able to know that. Um, and so there is the traveling with locals, meaning you have somebody who calls this place home, who takes you around. And there's traveling like a local. So give me a distinction there. You know, how, how, what, what is the difference between uh, those two things? So the way I see it is with the local way, it's like having a friend in a city that you're going to visit, but he's, he or she is not going to be there on the weekend you're coming. So they would give you a list of things to do, you know, like, I'm not there, I'm so sorry, I miss you, but do all these things, you're gonna love them. So that's for me, the local way really, like you have a friend there in the city. And I mean, I 100% get your perspective because that's what I've been traveling, especially if I'm traveling solo as well. Like, the, you know, I love doing connecting with the locals and that's the best way, you know, you make new friends, they show you around. 
but you know also it's, it's different now for travel for example with the boyfriend it's a different kind of travel right or if you're just there for a weekend you're not so that's and on top of it you and I are probably quite similar in that that we like to connect with people not everyone you know someone might be a bit more introvert someone you know might be a bit more insecure traveling as a female solo traveler as well it's not always as easy to be open so you got to be a little bit you know careful as well what like who you connect with where you go so it's not as easy as for example I guess for solo male traveler as well so that's why I don't think it's always not possible or not necessarily what you want to do you know if you're away for a weekend with your friends if you're away for a weekend with you know your partner or with your family that's that you're not necessarily in that mindset where you actually want to connect to a local because you have other things to worry about. You might be traveling with your kids. You have to look after your kids, right? Or you might, again, want to enjoy, like, finally, after being so busy with work, a quality weekend with your partner where you don't necessarily want to, you know, walk around with a tour guide the whole day. So that's kind of where we come in. And, that, and then, you know, it's not a substitute necessarily for it to connecting with local, but it's kind of independent on the mindset you are. So it's not for everyone. So, but I still want people, you know, that travel with the family, that travel with a group of friends, still want to, for them to be able to still have the local experience of a city even without connecting with locals, right? You can still go with, and, and sometimes you don't necessarily need to connect with locals. It's still nice just being in a local restaurant and kind of soaking up the atmosphere. You know, you look around, you see how people interact with each other. It's, it's even that is just, can also be quite enjoyable and, you know, eye-opening and tell you more about the city. So I don't think you necessarily have to interact with the locals, but it's just kind of knowing also where to go, how to behave, what to do, what not to do. And I guess even, you know, more important, and that's also a thing, you know, with connecting with strangers in a way in COVID times, that makes it even, you have to be even a bit more aware and not everyone, everyone wants to meet new people when, you know, you worry about your health and where you go in, in a sense. So that's why I think it's also a great alternative to just knowing where locals go and being able to enjoy the city like a local without actually necessarily connecting with locals. What we're asking of you will be um, what kind of interest you have when you travel. So that could be, you know, you like the outdoors or you're interested in the history in the museums or it might be the nightlife once that's back on. Um, so come, we're asking you for a set of interests that you're looking for on a trip. Um, also your rough budget and how you're traveling, you know, with the family alone, with the partner. Um, and then we'll find you a similar like-minded local that has similar interests. So, and, you know, then you can request from them if they want to give you uh, the recommendations and tell you how to explore. And the whole point is, if you find someone with similar interests, then they're most likely like the things you do like, like as well. So that means they can give you the best recommendations. You know, if we'll find you, and you can always obviously find, you know, blogs with like 10 best things to do in London, you know, the 12 best bars, whatever. Of course you can do this. And if you have the time to invest in researching it, you know, you'll find good things as well. But we we'll, we'll think if, you know, there's a person that has a similar interest and similar, like, you know, profile to you, they'll give you the best recommendations if they actually know the city. So that's, you know, we'll, we'll get you in touch with the local and they create, like, all the ideas and things you can do in London. Brilliant. Brilliant. So as you as you go about um, building the local way, you know, I one thing that comes to mind is, are they destinations countries or cities that you find to be more suited to this way of traveling than others? So the, the, first, the first priority is certainly like cities in a way, because cities, I think, is quite, 
there the motivation to visit a city is a lot you want to you know the explore different things. If you go to an area where you basically have a beach and two bars, you don't necessarily need local advice, right? <laughs> because there are so many options. And um, it is well suited for the kind of city trips because as well, especially if it's longer and you go for a longer trip, let's say you spend three weeks in Spain, for example, and you want in different places, it obviously would need different locals to help you out with that. Um, but the first priority for us will be cities because there's normally so many things to explore and also a lot of things that you would miss i mean if you take for example new york um that, it's an amazing city and i'm sure you have an amazing time in new york however you go but when i was in new york originally did couch surfing so i connected with the locals and i had like the best time in a weekend in new york and i don't think i could have ever organized this in a way just staying there as a tourist right i've been taking to a house party with like students in brooklyn up to like you know someone who in manhattan who just uh, earned his first michelin star and they had like a little house party in their flat in manhattan to like sitting on a amazing outside cocktail bar in queens looking at the skyline right and it was a fantastic time and so i don't think this is you know something he can do just as a tourist especially where there's so much choice anyways and, and like touristy things as well you should tick off so i think that's where that will be our first priority, um, the, the cities for the local way, because there's so many things you can normally miss when you come just there as a, as a tourist and where cities normally offer so much more than you'd think on a first sight. Right, right. And yeah, I don't think there is a substitute for that. I've I've never cut surfed myself, but you just made me want to, you know. <laughs> it would be nice to travel in that in that way. For your own travels. Um, you've done the local way and you've done traveling with locals, you know, and the comparison is not to say what is better per se, but it's to say what type of experience do you, did you get um, when you were traveling in either one of these two ways or in, a, in, a, in another different way that we haven't yet talked about. Talk to me about the experience um, that you, you went through as a traveler yourself. For example, I was in Jordan and had the best time. My partner, I didn't know him at that stage. He was in Jordan as well with his family. And I think they had like the worst time. He didn't enjoy it whatsoever because they, they just felt they run from one tourist shop to another, right? Locals just sent him to weird things, try to sell them things. So he really didn't enjoy it. And I had the best time. I traveled with a friend at that stage. Um, and for example, we met locals in Petra, you know, the amazing Indiana Jones ruins. Um, and turned out it were like the sons from the bed from the Bedouin tribe leader, and we got invited for dinner with them later on. And we basically went to Petra after closing, you know, when no one is around. So there were like constantly experiences like that where we had like insights to the culture, met amazing things, you know obviously did the touristy things sleeping under stars but also kind of connected with the locals and ended up playing cards with the bedouin tribes around the fire while all the other tourists were sleeping so it's i just had the best experiences connecting with locals but i guess you also have to be lucky because you know compared to them about my boyfriend with the with his family he had like they really didn't enjoy it so that's why i'm kind of for me that's the difference if you connect with the locals in the right way or know where to go as well or how to do things because, you know, different cultures, different countries, it's, it's, you handle things differently. And that kind of really opened my eyes to be like, it's so much better if you travel in a, in that, with that local insight, be it with connecting with locals or 
um, like in person while you're there or because connecting with someone before that tells you how to do things and where to go. So, you know, I had the best experience in Jordan and in some other countries as well, of course, but that's just kind of that difference between my experience and his experience was just so extreme. I'm like, yeah, I think that local touch made the difference. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we provide interns with placements and they're usually, you know, British or American who come to Zimbabwe for work placements, either for veterinary or medical school. And one of the things that we do is pair them up with Zimbabwean local students and essentially bringing back the old pen pals. Um, and that. <laughs> that, that enhances the learning, but it also helps with the, with the social life. And I wonder, as a traveler yourself, you know, you have all these amazing experiences. What is your trick, for lack of a better word? Um, how do you do it when you travel yourself to put yourself out there to be in contact with, with locals? Personally, I always try and like, and I'm a very open traveler. So, you know, I'll, I'll sit next to someone on the bench, especially if I'm traveling solo and just start talking with people. Um, that's obviously the, the easiest way to do it. And sometimes I talk with someone on the plane already and then <laughs> I know best restaurants uh, by the time I arrive. Sometimes it's, you know, I think it's basic. If you're not necessarily confident doing that, do the little safe steps, right? Whoever is, you know, if you're staying in a hotel, maybe talk with the people working in the reception or, you know, the barkeeper at the bar you go into and try to like, because there is obviously a safe kind of mindset because they're working in, you know, in somewhere because you might not want to talk with a stranger on a street and you never know what happens, right? It's so a kind of have these safe settings, be it in the bar you are, be it, you know, the person in a rest, the waiter in a restaurant, um, you know, just ask them, hey, if you don't work here, where do you normally go? You know, what do you do? And quite often, you know, you'll find out that people are quite friendly. And I think especially if you ask them for well, what, what actually makes your city special and not just going to all the touristy things, they're quite happy to share. So, you know, start with, if you're in a hotel, start with people working in a hotel. If you, I don't know, stay in, stay in an Airbnb, just ask the owner, be like, what is it? We, I really want to experience the real destination, not just what everyone does. So tell me, where do you go? <laughs> That's always my question, really asking them, okay, not just like, where should we go? Because they automatically would assume you as a tourist, that's where all the tourists go and that's what everyone comes to do. You know, here's the places for your Instagram pictures, but ask him, no, no, no. Like, where do you, where do you go and what do you do? So I think that's normally the best question to ask. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm from Zimbabwe and so I like to promote for people to come to Zimbabwe. However, I know that, you know, self-driving in, say, our capital city, Harare, when you're new and you're a tourist, is not the best thing. So the reason why I mentioned this is to say, when you, either when you've been traveling yourself or your friends, and the way you're going to put together the local way is considering that there are different logistical things, how are travelers going to navigate those challenges when they are traveling um, like a local, you know, you get a recommendation, go to this place, that place. How do they, how do they go about it? Yeah. And I mean, obviously that is a topic for some countries that might not be as safe as some others. Um, it's, you know, it's easier perhaps to do it in, in, you know, in London, which, well, I mean, you still have to be heavy wits about it. Um, but I think that's also why, 
we actually want to connect you with locals because they will be also the best person to talk to you how to get around, right? Because then, like, for example, someone's come to Zimbabwe and you all would be the local to tell them, you probably also would mention, by the way, don't drive around. This is how you get from A to B because you you know best, right? And that's kind of so also in terms of um, in London, right? I would tell people sometimes, double check, walking might be quicker than actually taking the tube. <laughs> so, you know, these are the little things. And that's what also just locals know, what you not necessarily can find online. Um, so that we really, why you not necessarily meet someone there, you also have the chance to ask the local questions. And I think that's the best, you know, person to tell you how to get around and what not to do, especially when you say, you know, maybe don't walk around at night or, you know, don't stop at a red light in my country or, you know, whatever it is that you might have to consider. That's why we also kind of want that local knowledge because they know best. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay. And so travelers and locals alike, what are they to expect from the local way? Well, open your horizon and get to see the actual, you know, soul of a destination. So with the locals, we want to build a community because for us, the locals is really, we want people that are passionate about where they live, that want to, you know, help local businesses. And, and it's all about the way we also want to do it is in a sustainable way. We're having that sustainable again, and I know it's a big word. But for me, for example, like if there's like a super cute local cafe in your neighborhood, right, and you don't want it to come overrun, right? You don't necessarily want it on the, you know, the highest counted visited travel blog or on Instagram and suddenly everyone that comes to London comes to your local cafe because then it's not a super local cute cafe anymore. Then it's like a tourist spot. So that's kind of one way we also want to honor local secrets. So, you know, that's why you'll find someone that is like-minded and you're happy to tell the person that you kind of like their profile and look of it because they have similar interests. So you tell them, but you also tell them, well, actually, please don't put it on your travel blog because I don't want everyone to come here. I'm happy for you to come here, but don't everyone. So kind of we want to respect that local side of things as well, because obviously even gentrification in cities is a big problem as well. So we really want to promote a sustainable way as well. Like, you know, don't take Airbnbs in areas where neighbors get priced out. So um, kind of really want to help that local community to really support and reduce also the over-tourism effect in the city. So that's kind of what we try with the local way from a local point of view to really make sure tourism actually benefits the local businesses, the local communities, rather than, you know, the big corporates, the big international corporates that doesn't actually stay in the, in the destinations. And for travelers, yeah, just like a, you know, a better way to explore the cities. There's so many things you normally miss and how many times you come back from a trip and might have been, oh, this was on as well, but I didn't know it, so I didn't get tickets, right? Or like, oh my God, they had this concert in town and I didn't know. And we're like, oh, there was this amazing street festival I didn't know and completely missed, you know, reduce these kind of experiences and really reduce also the time you spend on, you know, searching and planning your trip because we really want you to, get recommendations that are tailored to you, that are relevant for you, and that you know you can rely on. Because, you know, even how old are the reviews? Is a five-star review on Google still a five-star review? Or is it like a different owner by now? <laughs> so really have that relevant information. You get this in your inbox and you can have um, the confidence in knowing you'll have a good experience because you have that local knowledge to guide you through your visit. Right. And I suppose once you've traveled to a place once, you could potentially be the local yourself who gives the recommendations to, you know, friends and family who want to go and experience what you've 
what you've experienced as well. Uh, and because at the end of the day, word of mouth is the best form of marketing, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. And I mean, you know, then that's the thing where even with the local secrets, for example, pass it on to your friends that go in, right? This is the whole point of not shouting about so everyone knows about it. But then you're basically the local insider, certainly, and can tell your friends about the amazing things you discovered that they wouldn't find on the travel guide on Lonely Planet. So yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, I found myself writing blogs as well and saying hidden jams. <laughs> go, oops. <laughs> Yeah, that's you know, don't, <laughs> no, that's the thing. As soon as like, you know, enough people leave it. And then, yeah, it, it's been, it's quite interesting. There's, for example, I mean, we have obviously these garden cementaries in, in London and like beautiful cementaries, kind of, you know, very clean, very interesting atmosphere. And we have like the big ones like Hampstead in Hampstead Heath and everything that everyone knows. But we have small ones as well. And there's one in my area. And if you go in there, you kind of forget you're in London suddenly. It's so quiet. And I'm like, if this would be a tourist attraction, because everyone comes, it completely loses its magic. Right. So that's the kind of place where you're like, it's fine for people to do go to bigger ones to the tourists. But actually, it's quite nice that not everyone comes here and it would completely ruin the place. So that's why we're really cautious also, like how we promote the places. And it, it's really about kind of the word of mouth from a local to one person or like another person that one-on-one -on -one rather than we shout it out to the world. Right, right. It, it reminds me of when, when we were in university, I had uh, German colleagues who would say, no, 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 we don't go to Oktoberfest, the beer fest. And it turns out that the Germans have now created um, a whole bunch around smaller festivals around the, the other cities. And it made me it made me wonder. So it, it probably is only internationals now going to the main and, and big Oktoberfest. Not quite. <laughs> Are you part of the crew or the German crew that does, that avoids the big festivals and you I mean, go to the smaller ones? It's funny because it's a very Bavarian thing, but like I'm from Frankfurt originally, so I had I didn't even drink beer, but then I moved to Bavaria for studying. So I lived half an hour, 45 minutes from Munich. And yeah, I do go to Oktoberfest, but it's also funny because you have like out of, I don't know, 15, 18, tens, one or two other ones where all the tourists go. <laughs> so you try to keep them in these tens. So we're like, okay, let's close the door and let them have fun. And the rest goes in the other tens. <laughs> but yeah, it's not necessary because it's quite, in Germany, are quite regional differences. So it's not necessarily something that whole Germany goes to, um, you know, Bavaria. But if you're Bavarian, it is very much a thing. And a lot of people still travel for it as well. So it's not just for tourists. We, we just keep them in certain tents. Right. right. So... Are there places that you've traveled to more than twice? Yes. <laughs> I'm the kind of traveler where if I like a place, I'd love to come back. And that's quite often with because I met people I want to see again. You know, I think to Australia, um, I've been even before meeting the Australian boyfriend, uh, I think I've been there four or five times because I have so many friends from there and kind of always want to go back and see them. I've been to Cuba for three times. I mean, Jordan, I'd go back in a heartbeat. So I have like this whole list of places where I like to go back mainly because of the people as well to see them, um, which obviously stops you from seeing other places. At some point I was like, oh, maybe I should stop to go into Australia. Maybe I should try and check out New Zealand at some point. <laughs> But I always still come back just because I was like, you know, such good friends that you meet on travels. And, you know, if you have such a good time, like coming back. So, yeah, there are definitely a few places 
and even when I, you know, when I, for example, Lisbon, Porto, all these beautiful cities, I look at them now and be like, I really enjoyed the time here. I want to come back. So I'm the kind of traveler who likes repeat places. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Christina, thank you very much for taking the time and coming to speak with me today. Thank you, Wesley. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> You've been listening to The Hive from Teachers of Sustainable Travel. I hope this episode has inspired you to seek or to continue to explore travel with purpose. Join our community on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and please do subscribe so that you can receive notifications each time we have a new episode. Tatenda, thank you.